0: Hey guys, good evening. My name is Toeshe Oyebade from the Reconciliation Ministry and I'm excited to be with you once again. Thank you for your love. Thank you for your support. Thank you for your feedback. God bless you abundantly in Jesus' name. Amen. Blood of God, for the month of May, by the help of the Holy Spirit, we started treating the topic, stewarding intimacy. And I want to believe that um, last week you were blessed. I want to believe that last week um hunger in you to want to know god the more to want to abide in god the more because that's the core of our existence that is why we are here beyond our um, personal desires our goals our wishes and aspirations beyond all these things that we want for ourselves we must first and foremost desire intimacy we must first and foremost steward intimacy and now um when if we check the meaning of steward stewardship is um, places on you a responsibility right if somebody calls you a steward it means that you are in charge of that particular thing so in as much as salvation was all god's idea right it was god coming through for humanity ensuring that we do not perish you know thinking like a thousand steps ahead just so that you and i can have a portion in his kingdom even though god did all that by himself when it comes to intimacy and sustaining intimacy there is a responsibility on the part of the believer to engage this actively it means that god is not going to pressure you right he can stir up a desire in you he can make you feel inconvenienced with the normal he can you know it can shake you up a bit just so that you know that this is not the end like the level you're in is not the end and it's telling you oh come up ether right god might be speaking to you in that line and he might be showing you things but it will not be enforcing what He desires on you because when god made man remember that god said let us make man in our image and in our likeness. It means that the ability to decide for yourself, God also released it into you. I you know that God is a God of order. He doesn't go against order. Whatever God has created, he lets it be, you know, in its own due course, right? So God is not going to overturn what you've already desired. God is not going to like just hijack you like that and say oh, you you must, you have to. Yes, are there instances where God takes up a man's life so much so that you can feel the compelling presence of God? Yes. But when it comes to intimacy, this stewardship rests, the, the responsibility of this stewardship rests on the believer. Do you understand? Remember that in the Bible, right? God told us that he's knocking at the door of our heart, and if we open up to him, he's going to come in. I'm sure that you will be surprised if you rent a house, right? And then all of a sudden, you come back home, and you meet the landlord in the house, unannounced. Like, imagine that upon renting the house, it is presumed that all the keys to the house will be given to you. So, you know that, oh, for the duration of of time where you are occupying the landlord's space, you have silent um, occupation. Now, in law, it is presumed that when you are renting a place or when you are renting a place, basically, there is that presumption that the landlord gives you silent occupation in that it's not expected that he will start entering the compound without you know informing you for the duration of your tenancy you are like the landlord of that space so for the landlord to even enter your house he has to take permission from you because he has he has wield a part of um his rights during the duration of that tenancy to you so it will be strange if you come back home on a monday afternoon And you meet your landlord in your house. Imagine that you, in fact, he has even entered your kitchen. He has made a bar and a goosey soup. He has brought Coke from the fridge. And you just meet him in the sitting room with TV on and fan on full blast, enjoying himself. And you come in and he says, oh, you're welcome, my son, oh, my... Or my daughter, oh yeah, now join me. You will be surprised. As a matter of fact, you can take legal action against him for that. Because, you know, he entered your house without permission. Yes, he's the landlord. But because you have paid, that tenancy agreement gives you the right to know who is, to give permission for to, to, for anybody to enter your premise. So, also God, for God to Abide in you for God to enter your house for God to spend time and be free to open your fridge and take coke and you know make a band do everything else that a welcomed guest can do. You need to give him permission. God is not going to enter your house, same way your landlord will not enter your house without your permission. God is not going to enter your house if you do not give him permission. So that puts on the believer, you know, the weight of responsibility to ensure that you are the one stewarding intimacy. Everything you need for your intimacy with God to be subliminal, you have it. Everything you need for your intimacy to be on fire, everything you need for you to enjoy God in fullness, you have it but just because you have it does not mean that it happens you have to be deliberate this is where intentionality comes in you have to literally take the bull by the The bible says that the kingdom of god suffers violence and the violence take it by force so you have to wake up one morning and say enough is enough with me feeding on crumbs enough is enough of me having to hear God from the mouth of my pastor, having to hear God from other people's um idea of who God is, now is the time for me to perceive God, for me to know God for who he is. And, you know, I was listening to a sermon by Apostle Joshua Selman, and, you know, he asked a very thought-provoking question. He said, if the Bible was to be written in our days, like which, 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 um, Which identity of God will people get to know through you? Will you be the person that they will know God through you as God the taskmaster? Or God the the violent man? or God the inconsiderate man, like which identity of God, which character of God will people get to know through? You know that when we study the Bible, we know a dimension of God from the characters. Now, when you study David, you will know that, okay, you know, it is, you will see the possibility that it is possible for a man to steward intimacy. It is possible for a man to carry God so much so that God will recommend him god will say to him this man is the apple of my eye i remember that david existed at that time when you know the son was only a promise like he did not even have jesus there was no Holy Spirit abiding in him. The Spirit of God would just descend on them, you know, in the Old Testament, come and go, come and go. But now we are, we are perpetually in the place of the presence of God. Two for seven, all year round, you have the Holy Spirit. So it means that far beyond what David experienced, believers ought to experience that. Like, it was like David acts the code on time. Because, you know, Psalm 27 verse 4 tells us that one thing I ask from the Lord, this only do I seek, that I may dwell in the house of the Lord all the days of my life to gaze on the beauty of the lord and to seek him in his temple now remember that believers have now become god's temple this was a man that in those days they had to build a physical temple for god anytime they wanted to abide with god anytime they wanted to spend time with god you know from location to location they had to establish a place to say this is where you know the presence of god is in those days david recognized that the 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 best thing to have in life, the the sweetest thing to have in life is to dwell in God's tabernacle, is to abide in God. And so he says, one thing I ask for from the Lord, he's not asking for wealth, not asking for riches, he's not asking for, you know, for, for promotion at work, he's not asking to, to buy a car, for him, one thing. I ask from the Lord. And remember that Jesus Christ even made records to it in in, um, Matthew 6, verse 3. Jesus Christ tells us that we should seek ye first the kingdom of the Lord and its righteousness. And then every other thing will be added to us. Now, this is, you know, in remembrance of what David did. Because David was not asking for those every other thing. David was asking for one thing. Lord, let me just see you. Let me just dwell in your house all the days of my life. He knew that in intimacy is where every other thing that he needed, whether he needed to get married, it was an intimacy. He needed to become a king, it was an intimacy. He wanted his kingdom to last forever, it was an intimacy. He wanted to have kids, it was an intimacy. He wanted to have money, it was an intimacy. So he knew on time that, see, every other thing I need can be gotten from this source, from this root which is intimacy and so as believers we have that responsibility to steward the life that God has given us remember that the Bible says in Luke twelve forty eight that to whom much has been given much is expected so you might wonder why am I you know re- required to do so much you've been given so much You have the life of Christ in you. Immeasurable, you know, version of grace resides in you. You have mercy in abundance. So, of course, much is expected from you. And so, you know, knowing that the responsibility lies on us, should ginger us, should wake us up from our slumber. For us to know that we cannot live life the way we used to. God planted us here with a purpose, right? And we cannot accomplish that purpose without Him. It's not like you know a blender wanting to blend without, you know, outside of the function that the manufacturer has given to it. How can he do that? Because when the manufacturer made it, he configured it to taste. For the things the blender can do, the manufacturer already you know imputed those things into the blender, so the blender is only wired to do the things that it had been made to do, which is why you know if you are conversant with um, kitchen appliances, you know that with blenders, it, all of them have different blades. Some will grind pepper beautifully, some will grind a car well, but when it comes to moi, moi it will be rough it won't be as smooth as you want it to be right so it's not like the blender is not efficient it was not configured to blend moi, moi. there are blenders that will in a in a in a flash your moi, moi is ready because you know the batter will be lush just because that blender has been wired to do that and the blender is not doing something new it is only doing that which it has been configured to do So learning to steward intimacy, learning to carry God, learning to live in God's presence is like an ever long assignment that believers ought to do. You know that school that you never graduate from? That is the school of intimacy. There is no graduation date. It is till you die or till Jesus comes. Every day you're taking that test. Every day you're taking that assignment every day you're investing in intimacy with God because you know that one thing do you ought to seek not children not a spouse not promotion not money because those things are fleeting those things will not last because if you do not even carry God or if you don't steward god properly how are you going to manage the riches or the resources that you so much desire haven't you realized that it is for some people it is even easier to get to the top than to maintain that top position for you to get to the top you you know you have to live by the rules when you do this when you strive lawfully it is only expected that you be you you you, you come to the top but for you to sustain being at the top, that's a different ball game entirely. That's why you will now realize that it is at the top that you know that, okay, other things are necessary, right? You, you start seeing that, oh, okay, that is when even your weakness will be seen. And that's why your robots will say, oh, you can't know a man until he has money. Because when you have everything that you should have, that is when the true color of your character comes out. Maybe you're only humble because there's no money in your hand. So what, what ego is there when you don't even have money? But the moment there is sufficient funds in your account, then the true color of your character comes out. That is when you become too busy for church. That's when you realize, you realize that what, what, what are we even doing in church? Why do we have to do so much here? And then we forget that what we have was given to us by God. And so we need him to maintain that which he has given to us. There is nothing that God gives you that you can maintain by yourself. Nothing. You want to get married and then you get married and you want to run that home outside God. It won't succeed because God created that establishment same way with you wanting to use a blender without reading the manual you will underuse your blender or overuse your blender. You will have unrealistic expectations because you've not even gone through the manual. But when you go through the manual, you will know that, okay, I can't blend at this at this rate. Or I can blend at this rate. Okay, I can't puree this in the blender. Okay, I can shred this in the blender. You have an idea of what to expect. So there is no disappointment because you already know what the blender ought to do. But... Um, Many of us just enter relationships and then we proceed into 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 getting married without fully understanding what the institution requires. Yes, we do premarital counseling for some couple of weeks and then that's it. Forgetting that once you enter that institution, there is no graduation or there ought to be no graduation. So every time you're taking exams and for you to take an exam, what do you need? You need to study. The Bible says that study to show yourself approved, a workman that needs not to be ashamed. So it is in the place of preparation that shame can be taken away. So when you are not prepared, you can only expect, you can only foretell that, ah, hmm, God will not let me be disappointed because you've not prepared. So how do we intend to run our business outside the person that laid that business idea in your heart? How do you intend to run ministry outside the person that called you? So everything you want to be is an offset of your relationship with God. Like I said last week, everything you need is on the other end of intimacy. Yes, it is good to get clarity from church. It is good to get clarity from your man or woman of God. It is is good to hear people talk about God and learn of God from their lens. But it is best when for yourself and for your life, you can grasp what the Father is saying per time. That, you know, what the Bible says, that my sheep know my voice, that you will know God's voice. You can only come to that level when you steward your intimacy, when you steward your relationship with God. And the good news is God is always willing. He, like, there is so much he wants to share, so much he wants to, you know, communicate to us about. But like I said, the responsibility is in our hands. David was not a perfect man. Every now and then we saw how, how, how broken of a man he was. Remember that it was even power that exposed David's true character. Because when he was a shepherd, nobody knew that, you know, David would be promiscuous, right? He was just a shepherd. He didn't even, you know, maybe he never ever had time for women. Nothing, you know, caught his attention. But the moment he had power, that was when he, he knew that, oh, okay, I like this person. And he went beyond liking that person. He, he orchestrated how that person's husband died. But how grace spoke for David is because David knew well how to carry intimacy. He didn't stay in the place of condemnation, which is what many of us do. Once we, you know, make mistakes and errors, we want to hide, you know, we... we we would rather dwell in condemnation than come to light and say father forgive me and then move past it david knew quite all right and you know all the things he knew there wasn't a bible that he was reading there wasn't the holy spirit explaining to him showing him light that you know all the benefits that we are enjoying now david didn't have those things there but do you know where he was learning from do you know where he was getting acts and insights from Yes, you guessed right, from the place of intimacy. So it means that, you know, outside what the Bible is even telling you, God can communicate to you by himself what he wants you to do part-time. And then when you open the Bible, it directs you to say, see a cross-reference here, see what I'm telling you. So you even understand the Bible more, when you can hear God, you can, you know, master his voice, you can get interpretation from him for what you're reading. Because the Bible is not a storybook. Yes, there are beautiful stories in it. But beyond the stories that we that we read in the Bible, there is revelation, there are corrections so that we don't also make these mistakes. The Bible could have been edited so much so that everybody will be made clean, right? all the errors could have been removed so that it would just look like, oh, all all of them were perfect. But no, all of their shortcomings were recorded so that we can know that we are not expected to live, like Yorubaz would say, you can't walk without your head shaking. But knowing that there is a father who has your back, that even though you walk through a valley of shadow of death, you will fear no evil because his rod and his staff will comfort you. Lord of God, it is your responsibility in 2023 to say enough is enough of what I am hearing other people say about God. Now is the time for me to hear God for myself. And that you will beat your chest and say, now is the time for me to hear God for your body." You can put your name and say, now is the time for me to hear God for my life over this circumstance or over this um, challenge. And you will see how the Father will open the eyes of your understanding for you to see that he has always been there. He has been knocking. He has been knocking the door of your heart, expecting you, waiting on you to open the door of your heart so that he can come in and fellowship with you and he will abide in him so that you can grow and bear fruits. Beloved of God, I call you blessed. Bye.